0: Hello and welcome back to Experiencing Gold, a tabletop role-playing game podcast. I am your host, Nick Singer. Joining me is Connor. Hello. As Melachi. Yep, this is weird. It's it's just Connor, uh, as you this guys will This is the, will, this is the first remember. time the Skype window has just been you, Nick, and it's very unsettling. Hello. <laughs> what if it's like just... Wait, hold on. Well, right is now it it's just, just the top of your head. Eye? Oh, that's horrifying. Yeah, they're all bloodshot because I don't sleep enough. Uh, <laughs> Same. Right? Um, but if you guys will remember, dear listen nerds, um last uh, last time, I was about to say last week, but we're bi-weekly now. Woo! Oh my god, it feels so great to be bi-weekly now. Why were we doing weekly? What were we even thinking? We did um, 30 episodes <laughs> weekly. I'm really glad we finally came out as bi-weekly. I feel like that's the kind of show we were all along. I know, and now we're finally really able to be our true selves as a show. And this I jokes know. this joke's dumb, so it's probably gonna get cut out. I was about to make like an a weekly joke, where we just never release. <laughs> oh, because <laughs> you know, we don't. It, it, it's not something that we're that really. We're not just. We're just not interested in it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, maybe this is going to stay in, because that, that was a joke. Uh, it was a good bit. All right. All right. But I'm going to say maybe cut. Maybe cut. Maybe cut. Ooh. Um. As you guys will recall, our heroes went their separate ways, and Malachi. Not forever, though, right? No, not forever. Okay, good. They got to go find themselves. And then find each other, because we didn't, like. Because you guys did not set up. <laughs> wait, wait. No, we didn't. And then you have to find each other, yes, because, Because uh, we were fools. And did not set a place to meet. Nope. So, you and, you and Lucian head out, and uh, he goes, So yeah, but like I was saying, um, I, I think, I'm not 100% sure, but I'm pretty sure that I have pinpointed uh, where you are uh, from. And Willow? No, not you. Oh. points down at your shadow which is, you know, trying to look as normal as possible on the ground. As she, she does usually a good does. job. Yeah. A, a pretty good job, but every now and then if you if you really look you're like, "Wait, a second. Malachi's hair isn't that long." Okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he goes, "You?" "Me?" Okay. And yeah. where does that inkling take us then? Uh, well, you've been there before. For the amount of time. Dusk No. Soup? No. Willow? No. Uh, Bastion? Nope, hold on tight, buddy. Huh? And he grabs your shoulder Okay. and then slides you in around him so he's just got his arm around you. So I and appreciate it, but uh, while I'm not his arm, interested. While his arm is around you, he just goes, stop, nope. And he uh, reaches down and he grabs, like, uh, his fiddle bow. Mm-hmm. And, like, while his arm is around you, he just strums a couple notes on his fiddle. He goes, I know that this seems weird, but it's really the only way. It's incredibly inefficient. And... <clears throat> you, you, you got your hand in my face. Because... Yeah. Okay. Yep. And after a couple notes, you feel the world around you kind of slip away. And you see a long road in front of you. You're surrounded by black everywhere right mm-hmm. and you see a long winding pathway that branches off into like a bazillion different pathways like this thing goes on for as far as you can see and this pathway looks like um the uh like the bars of music you know mm-hmm. and like a, a musical staff yeah it looks like a musical staff okay And he goes, so it's going to be a bit of a trek. So, and by a bit of a trek, I mean, it'll only take us, like, a couple minutes, as long as you follow my directions, all right? Got it. Okay. And so, he just kind of, he leads you through, and Mm -hmm. as you're passing, you see that, like, some of these branch-offs, you can see, like, a little door at the end of them, Mm -hmm. and sometimes the door is very, like, ornate, it looks, um, like... There's one that's like French doors that open up. There's another one that looks like um, like a just an archway mm-hmm. full of like flowers and roses and stuff. And there's another there's a couple that are like shack doors and stuff. Um, there's another door that looks like shack. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> like Shaquille O'Neal. Yeah. It... <laughs> no, it Hey, how's do. it going? Come on, come through my door. <laughs> I'm shook. Uh, does the does the shoulder shimmy? I'm I'm gonna st- I'm gonna pull out my notebook and just start like jotting down notes on the surroundings am i allowed to ask what this is um well so you know what um the soul song is right you've heard of it or the Uh, world song i should say sorry soul song is what you've got world song is yeah the the song of our planet basically right of our universe oh um, well, I didn't know it extended that far. Planet, plane of existence, it's kind of weird because, like, if you look right over there and you see one that's full of, like, molten crags and, like, it's a doorway that looks like it's been hewn into, like, a volcano's cliffside. Plane of fire? Um, yeah. Hmm. If you go through that door, there will be no music. Really? Yes. Now, if you look at that one over there... And it looks like a very normal-looking door. Like a very normal-looking door. Um, mm-hmm. Listeners, whatever your front door looks like, it looks like that. Don't go through that door. Why not? It, it's weird. They have I, medical... I really want to go through that door now. We're not going through that door. They've got metal vehicles with wheels that they sit inside and ride around and everything... Like, carts? Carts? Well, it's more like, okay, so put wheels- Like a chariot. Well, put wheels on an airship. That sounds cool as hell! I wanna- I start walking towards that door. And he grabs you by the collar and he just goes, no, those people are bigots. Okay. Also, I learned the hard way that they don't take too well to people that look like me. What, tieflings They don't like tieflings? They get really religious about it. Huh. I, had I guess one that's person... not too different from, like, some people in our world, I guess. Yeah, but even the religious nuts here understand that there's, like, a separation between the two. Over there, they just went, It's a demon! And I tried to correct them that I'm not a demon, I'm part devil. And they went, It's the devil! And, yeah. They only have one there? Yeah, that's what I thought, too. Huh. Yeah. So, we're not going through there. All right. And I'll, Um, like, as we're walking past, I'm gonna, like, look at the door. I'll come back for you. Oh, no, you're you're not traveling by this method ever after this. Oh. This is just because I don't like to, uh, you know, fly. Okay. I drink a lot. So what, this is, like, a gateway to every plane of existence? Basically, yeah. Because I was accidentally imbued with the power of the world song back when uh Reese did his thing. Way way back when. You've met Reese, I assume, right? Yeah, the the vampire in Duskvale. Yes. Okay. Uh you know he saved the world once? Yeah, he told us. Yeah, he's he's the first hero. Hmm. Uh when the gods asked him what kind of gift he wanted, he said, I want to be a vampire. And they asked him what that was, because it did not exist yet. So he's not only the first hero, but also the first vampire. Yes. And he thought it would just be a cool aesthetic. Only in Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) But, uh... uh, What's that door over there? It looks like it's made of metal, and like there's... It looks like snow on it. Metal and snow? Uh, i was making a joke reference to our like our winter one shot oh oh yeah um so that one is a door to a universe that is similar to hours ish huh. but also not because imagine if all of the weapons were made of physical magic that's really cool. It's pretty cool. I went through there, and then I couldn't breathe. Oh. And I was floating. There was no gravity, so I got in really... I, I, I closed it quick. But I saw a bunch of, like, airships flying around in the vastness of space. I'm pretty sure it was space, at least, because I could see a planet below me. Hmm. It was kind of neat. Uh, here's the thing, though... <clears throat> The reason I cannot allow you to have access to this is because the only reason I have access to this is because, well, Malachi, I am memetic. I thought you were the bard. I am a bard, but I am also memetic. Oh, I see what you're doing. That's a bad joke. It's derived from the word meme. Ah. Okay, for real, I don't know what that word means. Really? Yeah. It is something that exists... And is repeated multiple times, over and over oh. again. It okay, is a thing it. that is constant. It's everywhere. So when okay. I got blasted with the world song, I got scattered everywhere as well. Huh. Behind each and every one of these doors, somewhere on that plane of existence, you will find a Lucian who is also a bard and a tiefling that looks exactly like me. So you're just everywhere. I am everywhere. Omnipresent. Yes. Devil bard. Yes. Man, and I thought being a hero was cool. I mean, it's alright. But, uh, you know, I know everything that they know, too. Huh. But not really. I just kind of get it.
1: Okay. So, like, if you were to ask me
0: questions about these places, I couldn't tell you. However, I'm like, I mean, it's like this, and he just kind of shrugs. So where are we going, then? Oh, we're still going within our plane of existence. That's why we haven't, like, branched off the main path. Ah, uh, okay. Because, you know, <clears throat> our main path is, this is our path. And, uh, you guys continue walking for a little bit. Uh, probably keeps answering questions about other doors. Looks at one, he goes, oh, that one over there, the me in that universe, hunts giant monsters, it's pretty cool. Oh, cool. Yeah, he had this uh, companion, this halfling companion with him that left, and dude, he was broken up about that, holy cow. I'm sorry to hear that. That's all right. But uh, ah, here we are, and you guys arrive at a stone hewn door, with what looks to be a face on it like eyes closed mouth shut just mm, kind of like that kind of face mm-hmm. i know like a uh, kind of like the the door knocker from uh um, yeah alice in wonderland except no nose no doorknob nose because okay. it's taking up the whole door hmm. oh it's like the uh you know fable the like the demon doors oh kind of like that actually yeah okay and he just kind of knocks right between the uh, door's eyes. And the door opens its eyes and he goes, Ah, it's you again. Alrighty. And just opens its mouth. And the mouth just keeps going and opens all the way up. And he goes, After you, sir. I gotta step
1: inside its mouth?
0: Yes. Uh. It's a door. Yeah. It makes sense. Just go. Alright. <laughs> Get forward by the door. Gross. This is your world, Nick. It makes sense thematically. <laughs> and uh, you walk through the door, er, and then Lucian follows you. The door closes shut and disappears behind you. And you're standing in a room with a lot of murals on the walls. And you know exactly where you are. Or at least roll me a history to see if you remember where you are. No, oh, I know where we are. We're in the temple in between. There you go. <clears throat> yeah, we're taking a little bit of a trip. So we're back here then? Yes. Okay. But this is not where Yoel is from. I think. Okay. And, uh... Why are we here? Well, follow me. And he, uh, leads you into a room, you know. And in this room you can see the... There's a couple murals that have already been hewn into the stone. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, of... Well, there's one of Soup. There's one of, uh, Duskvale... Basically, all of your adventures up until this point have been hewn, and there's one that has a draping over it. Um, actually, further on down, you see there's a bunch of slabs that are blank, and then further down there's one that has a curtain over it. And he says, "Uh, don't, don't, don't open that one. Don't, don't take down the curtain, okay? Because, Lucian my man, you have to know." Like, because, yes. you've, got, you've got to know that when you tell someone, hey, you see that mysterious thing that has a curtain over it? Don't look under that curtain. What's the first thing I'm going to want to do? He says, all right, be my guest. No, I'm not gonna, but, like, the temptation's there. But if you hadn't even pointed it out, I probably wouldn't have even noticed. Sometimes the future gets inscribed within it. When actions that people have performed... Uh, Things that have been said. Basically, if there is no other conclusion based on like things that have happened, then there will oh then there may be a set result. If you want to know what happens, be my guest. So that's is that the last uh, is that the last one? Uh, no, there's actually one more okay. after it. He says, "It's grim, though." Malachite, I think I think maybe we should just because you know what what if it's what if it's something that's important anything that's on the walls here there's no way it can be changed right and Lucian shrugs I mean you know it's kind of set in stone as they say literally huh then looking at it's not gonna do me any good is it I mean it's up to you. He pulls out a flask and takes a swig. I'm going to need you to make up your mind, though, real quick, because uh, we got we got places to go. Uh, time is weird here. Yeah. I mean, well, time is already weird for you, but... If it's nothing I can change, anyway, then I don't see any point in me looking. Alrighty. And we press onward. Uh, And so you go through the halls of, you know, the exploits of the fourth heroes, the third heroes, the second, the first, until you arrive in a room with a big pillar in the center with a face that looks a lot like the door, you Hmm. know, and uh, it's, you know, the the guardian from in between, the one that first told you the listens. Or at least told about you them. to remember the listens. <laughs> something like that. And he just goes, "Ah, you're back." Yeah. I am assuming you want passage. To I look at Lucian to 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 where? And he goes, "We're going in between." Okay. Cool. Yep. It's gonna get real weird. Great. So, just so you know, anything that you experience from this point on happened and also didn't happen. Okay? Sure. Alright. That makes sense, I guess. Everything beyond here is true and also false. Things exist, but also don't. Everything's kind of wonky around the world song. We're going to the world song? Mm. We're going next to it. And next to it is the best way I can describe it. Because, as you know, it's not a tangible object. I mean, it originates from a single yeah. point, but. Uh huh. Yeah. We're going near it. We're going around it. We're going beside. It. I mean, I could use a bunch of different prepositions, but it's. It, the, 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 the concept still isn't familiar. Melokai's pen has not stopped moving. Good luck conveying this. I tried. I haven't been—I haven't even been able to write a song about it. So hey, best of luck to you. But uh, and he looks at the pillar and he goes, "But uh, yeah, we need to go." Cool. And the pillar goes, "Very well, I shall open the door for you." And you hear uh, like the sound of like chain links going as like you know a bunch of mechanisms are working and behind him you see these giant stone doors open. And before you is what you always assumed an astral sea to look like. Like an ocean that is semi-translucent, but also kind of like darkish in color, choppy waves, and everything kind of looks like it's made of stars and just vastness and emptiness it has a slightly bluish-green hue, though. Hmm. You, you you note this. So I, I'm remembering now from uh, the fourth hero's stories. Are we going to have to deal with a celestial kraken? Oh, an astral kraken, you mean? Yeah. Probably not. Okay. That being said, um, he pulls out his uh, fiddle, strums a couple notes... And a little like rowboat appears in front of the door, and uh, he walks up to it and he goes, "Come on, in this?" Goes, yeah, man. It takes a lot of It takes a lot of strength to try to conjure up something bigger than this, and quite frankly, I don't really want to pass out. Yeah, that's fair. I'm that's a little tips. That's fair. Yeah. Do you want me to row? Well, that's the point. Okay, cool. And he pushes you into the boat. <laughs> and then he just kind of salutes you and he says, Best of luck, Malachi. And the doors close. What? What? Malachi, how are we gonna get out? Lucian? Malachi? Lucian, you horned fucker, get back here! Malachi? Yeah? y'all. We should probably just start rowing. Yeah. Start rowing. I don't know where. <laughs> but I start rowing. All right, you start rowing, and you row for what feels like ages, like a very long time. Right? I spy with my little eye something bluish green. Malachi, it's greenish blue. You got it right again, y'all. <laughs> and I keep rowing. Um, you see, you do see a couple like astral fish swimming by. You think you catch a glimpse of an astral kraken in the distance, and you're like, nope, 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 <laughs> nope, 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 nope. Immediately, like, make a <laughs> ninety degree turn. <laughs> yep. Or at least you think it's a ninety degree turn. And uh, after a, a good long while, um, you hear the sound of more waves. Just go pshh, 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 like, like something's going through them. Like surf. Yeah, or more like, like, something is going through the water towards you, because you feel wake coming from the side. Oh, dear. And in the distance, you see a large galleon. Ahoy! I mean, I don't think they'll be able to hear you, Malachi, but... uh, I'll start rowing towards the the galleon, I guess. Alright, and the galleon's going towards you. Yeah. Can I try and, like, get on the side so they don't just, like, plow through me? Okay. Right. Um, yeah, you're able to do that. And, uh, you get to the side, and the galleon stops. And over the side, you just see a wide-brimmed hat pop over. Oh, it's you. And he goes, oh, hey! Nice ship. Your ship sucks. Yeah, I know. Blame the bard. Ah, do you give you the dinghy? Yeah. You know he's capable of a lot more. Yeah, I figured. It's yeah. It's because I asked a lot of questions, isn't it? No. He's probably just a little drunk. Ah. Well, uh, any permission to come it... aboard, Captain? He goes, Captain. Captain Jack. That's got a good ring to it. Ah, I'm... shit. But yes, permission granted. Cool. Um, <clears throat> all right. Let's, uh, stretch our legs, y'all. He goes I mean it's a figure of speech you'll you know what I mean but you do understand yes you the... I understand the humor of the situation and you, Jack just goes it's because you're crippled. Thank you Jack. No problem buddy And uh, you know he somehow seems to lower the boat and hoists you up and then raises it back up to like where a galleon normally would be. He says don't ask questions. Okay. I still write it down. <laughs> he says So what are you doing around here anyway? Um you know, that's a great question. So uh Lucian said that uh he thought We he might know where I'm from Yeah. And then he I see then he put us in a boat and shut the door. He says Well around these parts, you know. Things are, and they also aren't. I mean, I'm able to just kind of be here. The souls of all the dead kind of wander these parts. Well, kind of. There is a... There's, you know, there's all the different planes of, like, afterlife existence. Um, but uh, the exceptionally strong souls stay here. Huh. Uh, It's... <clears throat> is, that, goes, is that why you become constellations then in the in the I natural world i think so i think so i'm not entirely sure okay um so yeah so really that's pretty much all we know we were told this is where we were supposed to go got put in a boat uh did he tell you specifically where you were going next to the world song ah i think i have and he looks at Yol. i know exactly where we're going Care to fill us in? All right, Malachi, uh, man the sails. You're not going to fill us in, are you? Uh, you'll. S- it'll all make sense when you get there. Why has everything got to be a goddamn surprise? And I, like, go and I'll man the sails. <laughs> and he, from uh, from the wheel, he just yells, PLOT! <laughs> Haven't you noticed? You've seen the temple in between. It's all a story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're puppets. yeah. How do I work this? I've never really sailed before. Ah, just make it up as you go. It doesn't actually matter. Oh. Not in the astral sea. I just kind of poke the the mask then. And the sails on the <laughs> <laughs> he goes, you're doing great. Give him a <laughs> thumbs up. I hope I never have to sail a ship with you because I don't know what you would actually be able to do. Absolutely nothing, you will Absolutely nothing. Have we actually ever been on a boat? Does the melt potatoes like count? real boat? No, I don't think that so. That doesn't count. We always stuck to, to roads and, uh, and forests and stuff when we were traveling. Yeah. yeah. I feel like travel by boat would have been easier because we wouldn't have had to walk as much. But then again, your legs don't get tired from walking. Exactly. And you don't get tired from pushing my body around, so. Right. Huh. That being said, it would be nice to sit down every once in a while. Yeah, you're not wrong. Even though I don't really sit. Sort of. Well, this is awkward. Malachi, my existence is confusing. Yeah, it really is. I mean, we've been kind of trying to figure out what you were for about 50 years now, so... And this is the first real lead we've had. It's been over nearly 100, hasn't it? Well, yeah, but a lot of that was training. To, you know, get... And I, like, I do a little shuffle with my legs to get this to work. That's true. And, uh, as you guys are talking, Jack just yells, Ah! We're here! Already? Yep. Hmm. And, uh, you hadn't really noticed, but the music that you had been hearing had started kind of fading out and getting replaced with another one. Mm -hmm. And, in the distance, you see a city that looks kind of wispy-looking. Like, it looks very solid, but it looks wispy. Um, You see tall buildings. um, The architecture is very similar to... um, I don't know if this is going to make sense to you or not. Ancient Babylonian architecture? (laughs) Surprisingly, yes. Okay, okay, I know exactly what you're talking about. Okay, okay, good. Excellent. Um, Like, you're kind of getting that vibe from it, like... I mean, Malachi isn't getting ancient Babylonian, but... Ah, like, ancient Babylonian. You know, tall pillars, you know, that sort of stuff. <laughs> and there's a dock, or at least a port, and there's a couple boats and one or two ships, and uh, Jack pulls into port, and he just goes, All right, this is your stop. All right. Uh, thanks, Jack. He goes, no problem. Oh, um... Uh, by the way, yeah, you have a question? Well, I was going to say, I wanted to, once, uh, whatever we're done with, with, whenever we're done with what we're doing here, I was wondering if you and I could have a conversation. About? I'd be lying if I said I wasn't still curious about the particulars of our arrangement. Because We can talk about it here if you want. It can wait. I it, mean, it's not very pressing, you're in, and Yol no is moving me off of the ship right now, so I'm pretty sure she wants to get going. Uh, I want to know what's going on, and I like the city, and it feels familiar. Yeah, so we'll 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 talk later about, and I'll like gesture to, like between us about this, okay? He goes, All right. Fair enough. And I'll uh, I'll move with y'all. All right. And <clears throat> you um walk off onto the port. There doesn't seem to be any people around at first, mm-hmm. and then you walk into the middle of this like. You start walking through the city. Like I said, it's kind of Babylonian architecture. There's a, you know, rooftop gardens that spill over into the streets. Um, and it's hard to explain because it's very- uh. clean. Hey, I, I did the, I, I used the name. All right, roll credits, uh, end a podcast. Boom, pff, there it is. <laughs> um, but you see like, like they kind of spill out into the streets. And everything has colors, but at the same time, it also still feels like it's this gr- greenish-blue, bluish-green, you know? Mm-hmm. It's it, it's like they're overlapping each other, and you're seeing both at once. And uh, then when you get to the middle, like, you get to an area that looks to be like a city center, you know? Um, where there's like, you know, a gathering, or like, there's... It seems like a place where people would gather, right? Mm-hmm. And you blink, and suddenly there's a lot of people in the streets. They all look very white, uh, like in their clothes. <laughs> They're very pale and kind of wispy. Do they look like those times I've seen Yol? And Yol just goes, melakai Yeah, they look like you. Uh, hello? And one of them stops, they go, Hello. Um... Malachi is Malachi. Is Yol out, or is she still Shadow? She's she's out, um, doing the shoulder perch thing that she normally does, where she's got her hands on your shoulders and is kind of looking around you. Mm-hmm. This is Yol. We don't know where we are. And he goes, "What was that name?" Yol. Y o e l. He goes, "I know." I... And he looks at Yol and he goes. It's me, Aesop. She looks at him. I'm sorry, sir. I I don't know you. And he goes, like, he's having a very hard time, like, processing this information. Mm-hmm. And he goes, It's. It. We. You need to come with me. Okay. Um, Follow me. Yeah. And he starts walking very briskly towards a very, like, ornate looking building. I imagine I don't even need to, like, say anything. Yol is, is just young. Yep, And uh, he throws open the doors And he just goes She's back And there's a man Telepathically Um, I'm like are you important? I mean I like to think so sometimes But here I have no idea Yeah seems like it Oh Okay And you see it's a grand Looking throne room (laughs) Mm -hmm. And sitting on like a very ornate tall throne again it's you know this actually looks like it's made of solid gold Okay. but also still it keeps seeming to be that bluish green like existing and also not as if it's like a shadow of it's former self kind of idea Mm -hmm. and um, there's a man seated upon it and he's got long flowing white garments and a long white beard um think of a mixture between the king of Rohan when he's like old and creepy and like you know possessed by Saruman mm-hmm. and Gandalf the White so somewhere between Nick those actually two. that's a question i had do these people do they have like physical features or do they look oh, yeah. like yol and they're just like no, beings they have of energy features. okay cuz yol has physical features when she turns into white oh okay yeah they're vague all right They're they're very vague features, and the same goes for these people, too. All right. They're kind of vague. Like, you can kind of see through them, but also you can't. And how does Yol look right now? Is she shadow? She's shadow. Okay. Shadow. She sticks out like a sore thumb in this place. Okay. You do, too, because you are the only thing that cannot be seen through. Yeah, I'm the only human. Correct. And he just goes, or the man seated up there, he just goes, what business does a mortal have, Um claiming uh, she is with him? First off, uh, Malachi is Malachi. A pleasure. Yes. Sir? I am Nebuchadnezzar. Nebuchadnezzar. The third. The third. It is a pleasure to meet you. Yes. Um, this is Yol, and I point to uh, my shadow. He goes, do you play tricks? That's the name she gave me when she found me, I guess. She shrugs. <laughs> we don't know where we are or what's happening. We've been trying to find out what we were for so long and kind of just got led here. So I I'm very lost, she's very lost. Yeah. If you are who you say you are, and he's not addressing you, he's clearly addressing Yoel, mm-hmm. then welcome home, my daughter. Telepathically, YOU'RE A PRINCESS?! WHAT?! I DON'T KNOW! I never thought I would... This is all... This is... This is a lot. I don't know what's yeah, going it's on. IT'S A LOT! And he stands up off his throne, and he walks down and he says, Follow me. No one's gonna explain anything, are they? And I, if I follow him. He says, I want to speak privately with you. Okay. That's why. You're not gonna, like, kill me to, like, disconnect her from so me, are you? Clearly, you are bound. Yeah? Yeah? I could not, I could not separate that. Okay. Also, myself, real and unreal Cannot harm nor affect something that is real And only real Okay, good to know And I'll follow And he leads you into like a room It just appears to be kind of like a sitting room, you know? Mm Mm-hmm And he sits down in a chair Uh, at a table And he motions for you to take a seat across from him I do Alright I says, telepathically I make it like a little bit of a joke tale. Hey, you get to sit down. I mean, <laughs> I guess. And he says, "I assume you are from the natural realm." Yes. Based on your appearance. Yes. Um, that of a young boy, human, correct? Yes. He says, "We were very much well." You were very much like us once. You humans. You elves. You dwarves. But you also were not. And he motions around him. He says, The people here, my people. Yoel's people. And you feel her kind of like tense at that? hmm Reflexively, I also then kind of tense. Right. Yeah. We are and we are not. We live, but we also die. We have names, but they do not exist. You see, we are the people in between. Here since, well, ever since the song played. Sir, if I I write this down, he says. I'm kind of a chronicler. He says, very well. I take out my notebook and I start jotting things down. I have... So many questions. I need to tell you it a little bit before you ask your questions. Because I have questions for you as well. I don't know if I have answers. And I don't know either. Yoel was the name of my daughter. And the next heir to my kingdom. The land in between. You see... Well, the time is irrelevant here, but... At one point, either in the past, or in a time to come, or even happening right now, my daughter was taken from me, along with a very large number of my subjects, my people. They were gone. Four hundred of them. How many? Four hundred of them. How would you know that? Because about... Ninety-six years ago, in the natural world, four hundred humans, and had their shadows—and I do air quotes—awaken. Yol You're was mine. To tell me that my people were displaced. I guess so. You have no idea how. I was hoping you did. And he shakes his head. We call it the separation, and due to the nature of well this time it's either going to happen or it did happen all we know is that these people we knew or we knew that we would eventually know no longer we know that they were taken away I wish I knew more Uh, I wish I could tell you more about what happened. Um, I can tell you for certain that, uh, well, life hasn't been easy for your subjects or those um, that were bound to them on the natural world. When you told me what had happened, I figured that may have been the case. There's not many of us left. And he just kind of nods grimly. I see. You see... We, in case you haven't gathered by now, exist and do not. We exist as a soul and an essence, whereas you exist as a soul and a body. Our state of being is more in a state of flux. Our soul is always there, that is the one constant, yes. However, we don't always... Our essence is not as tightly bound to us. Um, some time ago, or in the future, our uh, s- our scientists, our researchers, our mages... Against my better judgment, but in line with my father's will he was king at the time they uh separated the two the essence is what you have been traveling with for you said almost a hundred years now yes the soul I do not know and then he stops he goes uh other way around my apologies (laughs) it doesn't make much sense to us either okay the soul is there the essence was scattered to the wind we were not sure where it went it dissipated disappeared so traveling with you for this past century is the soul of my daughter with no recollection of who she was who she is or who she will be. That being said, part of me thinks maybe this was a good thing. For our people have never truly known existence. And being with you, she has a past, a present, and a future. Potentially. And if that is... Potentially. Why do you say that? Um, are you familiar with the the heroes, by any chance? Says... Oh, some two hundred years ago, I believe it was. There was a group of four that came down, and well, they almost tear—they almost tore everything asunder. Oh, gave us gave us a bit of a shock. Ah, um, you're talking of the the Void Symphony? Uh, no, the four that came and did that were the people that stopped. Uh, the man that called himself the conductor. Yes, um. Well, things are are happening again that uh, are want to destroy the world song and reshape it in, in their own twisted image. We're trying to stop it. Um, we're trying to stop these events from happening, and Yule has been a huge part of that. And like it kind of looks like a tear kind of runs down his face, you know, like a single tear. Mm-hmm. He says, I could not have wished for anything more. And he looks at Yola and he goes, I'm very proud of you. I know that you do not know who I am, nor will you ever fully understood or understand who I am or who you were to all of us. But this person you have found yourself with, I am very glad you found him and she just kind of like awkwardly like curtsies (laughs) I have never seen you do that I've never done it (laughs) and she kind of scratches the side of her head a little bit you know and she says so what do we do yeah that was my next question as well is there a way for her to come back here, when we're done. I feel... Back here? Ho- I, I feel horrible having essentially taken her from her home. Once we're done with our quest, if there's a, a way for her to return home here, I'd be... I don't know, I'd feel like I'd be a really shitty person if I didn't at least try. He says, My daughter's life is bound to yours. Whatever you decide, and mind you decide with her. And he looks at Yoli. he goes, You were always the kind to make sure that, uh, we made our decisions as a group. Something that you saw in your grandfather that you did not like. His, uh, hastiness to make executive decisions. I hope that that, um, prudence has carried with you. She's, uh, she's kept our group from doing a lot of dumb shit she says i've kept him grounded and nudges you a little bit quit it please your highness i guess this is weird She's. do not call me that yep nope nope not allowed got it and he says but uh this being this person trying to end everything or reshape everything what is your plan to stop him Would you like the truth? I do. Right now, um... Our plan is to get strong enough to kill him. And right now, that's pretty much all we have. And he strokes his long white beard, and he goes... I know of a... Magic. On your plane. One imbued... With the world song's power itself. Um... A few of the star souls that have wandered through here from time to time, they have mentioned the phrase God Slayer Weapons. Yeah, or they I've, just called them God Slayers. I've heard of these, yeah. They're the, the hero's weapons. He says, I believe that I may be able to bestow one upon you. Really? How dire is the situation we're talking? Cataclysmically dire. I see. If we don't stop, the group calls themselves the Crescendo. It would be... Fitting. Yeah. It would be the end of everything and a potentially disastrous new beginning. Swelling to a great end. Yeah. Only to fall silent. And uh, he gets up he says, I will be right back. And he walks out. He's gone for... You think about a minute? But it could have also been maybe like ten years. Did he want us to follow him? He, he said he'll be right back. Yeah, that's true. We've been waiting a very long time. Yeah. You feel like it's only been a minute. I mean, it hasn't... It's only been like a minute, right? I've been... You've just not been saying anything for what feels like years. And you didn't say anything prior to this? She shrugs. I don't know. Seemed like you had a lot to think about. Ten- I had a lot to think about. Ten years worth of stuff to think about? It felt like we were sailing for fifty, but we got there in five. I don't know. What? Have you not been getting these weird vibes about the time around this place? No. Well, I mean a little bit, but not like years worth, y'all. It's all very weird to me. Yeah, no, I, I get that, and I'm not, like, lashing out or anything. It's just, I know that. Yeah. It... And as you guys are talking, uh, Nebuchadnezzar walks back in, uh, with the, uh, with the man that, uh, actually approached you that you talked to first. And he says, uh, I believe you have already met Aesop. Briefly, yes. Um, uh, Aesop has a brother, um, Ekisax or Ekesix, as, uh, he likes to go by. Just call him Ekesix. <clears throat> he, uh, was Yoel's betrothed. Oh. Um, but he's Aesop and myself talked with him and he wants to aid you two in any way possible and he very much respects your relationship our what now our no no and Yol just starts waving her hands frantically no 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 we're not it's not a no, 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 no. oh, oh, God no no, mm, 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 no, 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 this is not a thing, nope. no, no, nope, like, nope, like sisterly, maybe, I guess, like best friends, yeah, like you know, like, like war buddies or something, you know, like, I don't know, sparring partners. Nope, that sounds bad. Mm, nope, no, yeah, we're j- we're just, yeah. I see. Whatever the nature of your relationship, however, we have a method here. That we may be able to use to your advantage. And he goes, Akisix, please. And he walks in. And Akisix is a gargantuan of like a being. Very, very tall. Very, very sturdy. And Yolul goes, at least I had good taste. Pleasure to meet you. And I extend my hand. And he goes, I feel like Catmint right now. I am Akisix. Malakai is Malakai. And you see a wry, like, a very wry smile, like, spread to the corner, like, the corner of his lips. Mm -hmm. And he just goes, I will enjoy this. Enjoy what now? And he starts reaching into himself. Oh. Right? And he says, it is a shame I never got to say goodbye. But it is also with great joy that I may be with you too always. What? And he tears himself apart, kind of, sort of, and, like, his essence and soul, like, you see, like, a shadow form of himself Mm -hmm. separate, and you see, like, the essence kind of scatter a little bit, and Nebuchadnezzar, very hurriedly, he just yells, he just goes, Now! Grab them both! What? (laughs) And Yoel grabs the shadow part, and she's like, Malachi, grab the other part, whatever it is, just grab it. Uh, uh, I grab the just the 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 vague concept of a thing. Yep. And he says, Please press them together. I do. And the two of you combine them. And suddenly there is a you're holding the hilt of a blade. And you look like, you just see the hilt, because there's, like, a flash of light mm-hmm. when it combines. And you look up, and then you keep looking up, and then you keep looking up, and you realize that this is the largest sword you've ever seen. And then it drops down because it's so heavy. I hope this doesn't awaken anything in me, and I <laughs> drop it to the end. And he says, that sword's name is akisix that weapon will be able to pierce the flesh of a god. Does it get smaller? No. You you saw the man, did you not? Yeah. <laughs> and I'll, like, attempt to hoist. <laughs> and you can. Oh. It's just when you're not steadying your weight, it is very heavy, but you find it to be just the right weight. And the blade just, like, keeps going. It's, well, not just keeps and keeps going. Um, think of the Ultra Greatsword. Like, the, the, the biggest greatsword from Dark Souls. Okay. Oh, so it's like a, like a, like a gut, gut from Berserk Greatsword. Yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> oh. Which is what that Dark Souls Greatsword is actually based on. Yes. And like, Neol's just like, okay, this is, what's the word? Awesome. The word that, no, there's a word that Katmint used once. Oh, dope. This is dope. But this blade, it's a... The hilt is made like the hilt and the, um, well, the hilt and what is it called? Is it called the handle or the shaft? Uh, which no, it's which a shaft, part? It's a spear. The the, the h- part you hold. The hilt. That is the hilt. Yeah. Ah, it's the cross guard. There's no cross guard on this, okay. by the way. It's just because it's- Handle and blade? Handle, blade. It's enormous. Okay. Obviously, the blade extends out a little bit past, so there's like a pseudo cross guard. So it's like a buster but- sword type thing. Yeah. Except it's not like a razor, it's more like a traditional broadsword. Alright. Like a gut sword. Okay. And uh, it's made of, like, like dark steel. It's very bright and shiny, but it's also black as pitch. It's uh, bound with a um, very aesthetically pleasing brown leather um, on the handle. And the blade itself is made of this same black steel. But throughout the entire blade is speckled like it it sparkles as if it is the night sky. Okay. That's, That's awesome. And he says, this is the best that I can do for you. This is pretty great, so thank you. He says, thank you. And he says, again, I'm very glad that Yoel met you. Because, Melakai, you're more important than you think. It's been an honor to to travel with y'all. And he extends a hand. Before I shake your hand, is it gonna? You're not gonna like teleport me out of here, are you? Because I do have a few questions. Myself. He says, not at all. Okay, Don't, then I shake his hand. Do not worry. He says. I didn't know if it was gonna be some like ride. big dramatic like. No. Suddenly, I'm in the future. <laughs> Kind of thing, no. but yeah. No, um, you're gonna have to catch a ride back. However, you got here. Okay, cool. Yeah, I know a guy. The We're good. the ebb and tide of the astral sea is, or the ebb and flow, ebb and tide,
1: ebb and flow. The astral sea the is astral a sea fickle is mistress.
0: Yeah. Uh, don't worry, but, I know. Uh, I know a guy. You have questions for me? Yes. Um, the rest of your people. Yes. Is there a way? to get them home, I guess. I I don't... Like I said, things are really shitty for for us out there. And if I can find a way to, to get your people back where they belong and our people back to normal, I guess? He said, Well, you see, we never knew where they went in the first place. So, your guess is as good as mine. So if I know where a few are, one of them even bound to a human baby, and that's a really weird situation. Um, He says, Do you not age? No. I have been 16 for 96 years now. That's unfortunate. Yep. I'd say my apologies, but... Eh, it's fine. I'm, like, past it. Makes it hard to get a drink sometimes, but, eh. I see. Um, Um... Well, let me do this for you, at least. And he puts a hand on you. And you see he ages just a little bit more. You see a little more wrinkles. You feel yourself grow by like <laughs> two or three inches. Okay. And some of the acne pox go away, you know, <gasps> on your face. And you get a little bit of stubble. Okay. Um. While you may be the same age, uh, to, to others around you, you shall appear 18. By giving at least a rough estimate, you may have a drink. Whenever you want, he says, "We not we do not have many pleasures here in the astral plane, or the land in between, the place in between, whatever you want to call it. There's too many names for this." I'm gonna, I'm gonna grab him by the shoulders. Thank you. He says, "That was the least I could do. I already did the most I could do, so I gave you the least I could do." <laughs> uh, but so there's, there's nothing I can do for. The people on the natural plane who are still bound? He says, I do not know. Great. But from what I have learned from you in this very long time I've known you... Excuse me? And from what I remember of my daughter, you'll figure something out. Because like I said, Malachi, I have existed and I will exist and I don't exist. I know what will happen, I know what has happened, and I know what is happening. And I also know what will never happen. Right. I cannot tell you these things, because I may only know these things. Right. That being said, again, Melakai, you are more important than you know. I have, uh, I have one last question then for you, before we disembark. Um, You may ask. There's a very real chance that our fight with the Crescendo... ...may end up in the Astral Sea. There's a very real chance they may make it to the world song, and we need to put a stop to them there. If that happens, would you and your people be able to aid us? In any way? My people cannot affect anything, unfortunately. I see. We've done what we can for you. I wish I could do more. Though I do also want to assure you that... ...no harm should come to my people... Should even the world song be, well, almost rendered. Okay, well, that's at least good. Fully rendered, well, you'll cease to exist as well. Yeah, that's, that's the main thing I'm, I'm kind of worried about. And I know that sounds a little selfish, but... Well, if everything ends, so be it. But I place the trust of this place in between and the natural realm in your hands. Thank you. Um, he says, no, Malachi. Thank you. And I'll, uh, I'll stand up, um, and I'll, I'll start walking out the door. And I'm, gonna, I'm just going to, like, turn around a little bit. Do I do I want to even know how long it's been on the natural world since I've been here? Um, You'll figure it out when you get there. Okay, cool. Hell a long time. Great. Uh, and I'll <laughs> walk out the door. All right, so you walk out the door. Aesop goes with you. Mm-hmm. And he just, um, walks, you guys just kind of make idle chatter on your way to the docks. He mostly asks you questions about the things you guys have done so far. Uh, he particularly likes, uh, this Captain Hemel fellow. He thinks he's charming. Oh, I got bad news for you, buddy. What? Well, so as we were making our, our valiant escape, and, uh, as Pariah and I were manning the ship, uh, Capmint, um, pushed him right off the side. And Yolo goes, Manning the ship? Shut it. We were Shh. unconscious. Shh. He doesn't need to what know. About that, what about that chronicler's Yole. integrity that you were talking about? Yeah, okay. I am ashamed. Well. Don't make me pull the royalty card. All right, all right. Well, Pariah and I were unconscious. Happy. Uh, Catmint pushed Captain yes. Hemel off the ship to his death. And he just kind of looks down. He goes, I mean, he was a bad guy. I- yeah, right? Either way, he was very charming. Uh, but uh, here you are, the uh, the docks. Cool. And he says, uh, if I may, just give me uh, a moment with your... With the key six. Right. Is he alive in here? Yes and no. He has no thoughts, but his pulse beats within. it. Oh, that's what that is. Okay, I thought it was just like some kind of tremor. Um, and I'll, I'll hand him the sword. And he puts it down into the ground, you know. Mm-hmm. Just kind of rests his hands on it. He says, You're going to be great, bro. And he hands it back to you. He says, If I could go with him, I would. But it takes a lot of energy from all of us to uh do that. Well, apparently I can't have too many souls hanging around with me, so if you want to, he says, That was a joke. Oh, I mean, it's not uncommon for brothers to stick to stick around together. Ah. And he has like a small idea, goes, I know. And he, uh. Damn it, I don't need more shadows on me! Hold on. Nick! <laughs> hold on. And he actually, like, his arm from like the elbow down, his left <laughs> arm, he just kind of pops it off. Okay. Like, just kind of seamlessly. Oh. And there's, like, a nub there as if, like, it had been amputated and fixed up. And he motions his hand around a bit, and it turns into, like, a ribbon. Um, and it's a bright... What color do you want it to be, by the way? Uh, like a a bright blue. A bright blue. It's a very bright, uh, blue... Uh, not a robin's egg, but more of a sapphire. Okay. Shimmery? A little bit shimmery, but not as shimmery as the sword. Yeah it's more dull and he ties it around the sword and he goes kind of like Graco. You knew Graco? He goes, I know of him and uh, Graco and Shaco for that matter. You I know, forgot. I named my brother Shaco. I love that <laughs> so much, but he goes, um, it was kind of funny back when they came down here and did their whole, you know, saving the world thing. It was a lot easier to see Shaco than it was Grokko. Hmm. I mean, he was Just, a, a spirit from another plane. Maybe that's why. If the stories are to be believed. So. But that being said, I mean, Grokko was from another plane if the stories are to be believed. Yeah, but he wasn't a spirit if the stories are to yeah. be believed. He had a spirit if the stories were be or to be believed yeah but he also was still in his physical form all and right that's enough case. we're done malachi let's go if the stories are to be believed okay yeah um <sighs> and, <laughs> and uh, you says goodbye to everybody you know all the people have gathered at the docks and to see you off and uh jack pulls up in his galley i was just about to call for you he goes. I've actually just kind of been circling the place for a while. Huh. Well, it's been—it it wasn't that long. I don't know if I want to know. I don't know if I want to know. Ah, oh, you were only gone for like a couple uh, seconds. Uh, did... Okay, that's fine. Um, and I'll I'll hop on the ship. Um, give a wave to all of the the people in between. Um, can you take me home, patron? He says, absolutely. Uh, sounds like, uh, now is the time when you've got some, uh, actually, when you've got some, uh, questions to ask me, huh? Right. Yeah. he says, um, now that being said, not letting you just ask these all willy-nilly. Of course. How long have we been traveling together? Well, not traveling together, but how long has this been happening? It hasn't been too long now, has it? Has what been happening? You giving... And I'll, like, conjure a little bit of Eldritch fire in my hand, like the Eldritch bolt stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess it's lightning, so, like, lightning will yeah, start so, crackling like, like, in my hands. hand. Yeah. Um, it's been a few months now, hasn't it? He nods. You haven't asked anything of me. Other than, you know, the whole saving the world thing. It's always been my understanding that uh, warlocks and even other restovians they always need to do some grand favor or or task in order to, to win over their patrons. What do I need to do? And he thinks for a moment and he goes, you know, I never really thought of it. It's just, there's some some out there that you notice more than others. I mean, I could have very well chosen either of your companions. But, uh, call it a hunch but what do you need to do I am an information dealer so I guess my question is what can you offer me in exchange I'll uh I'll like take my backpack off my shoulder and open it up to just like reveal all of the books he Says I don't want that it's information because I already know that information I've been you know keeping an eye on ya how about this if you guys do, you know, save the world. Actually, you know what? When, when you we guys save, save the, world? the world. Come on, Jack. I know. I was already correcting myself. Don't worry, man. <laughs> but uh, when you do, you're going to, you know, have uh, the world song right there, probably. I'd like to just make my own adjustment, if you would. What kind of adjustment are we talking here, bud? He says, that's not, not for you to know. That's what it's gotta be. That's what it's gotta be. Just like that? I'm pretty sure if I say no, that means no more shooting lightning out of my hand. or. Uh, I mean, yeah, you're like right. That. Yeah, so. I'm a pragmatist. I'm gonna need these powers to save the world, and, uh... as long as you can promise me you're not gonna do anything objectively evil with the world song, then I've got so no problem saying pro- yes. Alright. But if you want me to make another promise, you'll have to offer something else up. It's how this works, Malachi. And I'm not even saying that I'm planning on doing something evil. It's just, if you want me to stand by my word, think of it as a, uh, a guarantee. Or, uh collateral. Everything I've read in the stories tells me not to trust you. Yeah, I know. But also, everything you've read in the stories, I never once lied to them. Just as I have never lied to you. I just deal in information. Well, don't really have much else to offer, so I guess I'll trust you, Jack. Alrighty. If you make me regret it, I will cut you down. Best of luck to you. I don't even know if that's possible. I would find a way as we sail off into the the Aether. And as you guys are sailing, you know, and he chuckles a little bit at the end of that, and uh, you guys just kind of go about, I assume you go off to do a little bit of writing. Oh, yeah. I also want to, like, uh, do some practice swings with my new sword. You're getting the hang of it. It's easier than you thought it would be. This feels right. And Yol goes, I mean, that's just because you're... Are you right-handed? No, I'm left-handed. Oh. Girl, how long have we been traveling together? I forget. I've probably asked you this multiple times. I'm right-handed. That's why we make the ultimate doubles tennis team, cuz we can cover both sides of the court with our dominant hand. Is this a It's a joke, girl. Never... What's tennis though? It's a sport. Why haven't you brought it up in like this past century? I I don't know, it never really came up, I guess. All right. But as you guys are talking, inscribing... You've only been playing uh, this game for like a year, Nick. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh... You, uh... Are you, uh... Above deck? Yeah. I'm not gonna let this badass scenery pass me by. Right. You see... A massive war galleon just... Coming up. Friend of yours? He goes... That son of a bitch. And it pulls up next to you guys... And Lucian stands up on top of it, you know, arms akimbo, foot, like, on the the railing, you know, looking over, and he goes, Your boat sucks. And Jack looks at me and goes, That's my line. Damn it. Screw this guy. You could have made this, and because... you put me in the dinghy. I mean, I could have, but you wouldn't have been able to steer it. I very quickly furl and unfurl the sails just by poking the mast. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I coulda. He shrugs and he goes, anyway, um, <clears throat> got uh, important news. Okay. Uh, we need to get back ASAP. Like now. Actually, we need to get back yesterday. No, we need to get back yesterday. Come on, let's go. Oh, okay. On the boat, Malachi. Let, I, no, seriously, this is, no, yeah, more I'm, serious than you think. Yeah, I'm, I'm coming okay. Later, Jack. And Jack goes, Thanks for the ride. Yeah, no problem. And Uh, the magic. Of course. Anytime. Literally. Anytime. uh, Best of luck, whatever you're dealing with. And uh, you get up, and uh, Lucian, as you guys are sailing, he just goes, Let me just give you a preview of of what's going on right now. And he pokes your head, and the music of, uh, you know, the The land in between changes to something a bit heavier. And you hear this, and he says, That's coming from the temple in between right now. That's not normal. There are hordes of crescendo at the gates. Oh, fuck. We need to stop them. And he says, The worst part is, They're at the gates, And I need to be elsewhere, Because there's something... Pariah is also in a little bit of a hiccup right now. I need you to fend off the temple, okay? Yeah, don't worry. I I pull out my my badass new buster sword. I got a new sword. He goes, okay. Long story short, and this is the only time you've ever seen Lucian, like, concerned about something. Okay. He goes, somehow the crescendo found a way in, even though, you know, Terra had locked it down. And they know about the people in between. Oh, shit. He says, Don't let soup happen again. Not a chance in any of the hells. He goes, Alright. And you guys pull up to the gates. Mm -hmm. And he says, Best of luck. Go make sure Pariah doesn't die. He goes, On it. And uh, he strides off, opens up a door... And then walks through and the door closes. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, Malachi, you ready? Let's do this. Alrighty. And, uh, you walk past all the murals. And, uh, you see there's a mural that is additioned on to yours. Mm-hmm. That, uh, it's got, like, three slashes in it. And, uh, one of them is you, like, The first one is like, you know, or it's three bands, I should say. Mm -hmm. And it's you getting there to there, talking to the king, um, gaining your new sword, and then um, striding up to fight these guys. Mm -hmm. Below it, you see uh, Pariah in a village surrounded by, um, you know, people.
1: Probably Crescendo.
0: Um, Probably. You're not sure. It doesn't actually uh, specify. Mm -hmm. Um, In the panels before that one with Pariah, though, you see him um, smiling a little bit and taking care of people. That's weird. And in the bottom one, you see uh, Catmint around a bunch of people that look like her, except she's very excited and they're all very stoic. That sounds about right. Looks about right. Um, (laughs) And... uh, You also see a very large cricket on hers. Huh. Do I see all the crescendo people? As you're looking, you know, you kind of, you're looking back at them as you turn the corner, Mm -hmm. and you see that a couple of them have just broken through. Roll me initiative. Good evening, everyone. You have picked the worst day to show up here. And one of them just yells, charge! And in addition, Um, one of them yells, you know, The crescendo shall rise! And a couple of them you hear, For the architect! Which, you're like, excuse me, what? Who's the architect? And you see one of them has a spear Uh that has a banner, and it's the insignia of the uh, crescendo, except... Part of the skull note part has been, like, bent in, and below it you see a gear. Those clockwork faithful motherfuckers. I'm just making that assumption. I don't know if I'm right or not. Probably, though. We haven't heard from them in a while. And, uh, what'd you get for initiative? I got a 12. Alrighty. Because my initiative is still only plus two. Nice. Does my new sword have stats because I don't... It does. Let okay. me explain that to you. It is a plus three magic weapon. It has five charges per day. Um, when you make a basic attack, as a bonus action, mm-hmm. you may expend a charge to uh, stun an enemy. The DC that they have to hit, you know, is uh, ten plus your strength. All right. The one with the banner charges you. Okay. What is your AC? Uh, 17 with the defensive parrying stance. So you're using your reaction? Yeah. All right. He just glances off. Basically, like, you don't even, like, motion. Mm -hmm. Yoel just grabs her hand and, or not grabs her hand, grabs the spear and just pushes him aside. Mm -hmm. It's your turn. I'm going to, uh, take my new big sword and attempt to just, like, bring it down upon this guy. Okay. Uh, so, I'm gonna use my, uh, my longsword, Touhaine, for the macro and just add three to the, oh, the roll. Oh, yep. roll. Sounds um, good. Um, sixteen? Yup. Alright. Cool. What's the damage on this bad boy? It's plus three. No, I mean, like, die-wise. Oh. Um same as a great sword so 2d6 okay so it's a 2d6 plus three and uh so he's gonna take 14 damage as i bring this uh massive sword down upon him you you just cleave him in two okay they don't have lots of health yep and they're not very good at hitting but there's a lot of them and they hit like bricks when they do okay buckle up well i'm going to uh they said they were charging, so I assume there's some other people coming up next to him. There's a couple that are they're behind him a little bit. He was the standard bearer, so you know. Can I, in my movement, move up to the next one? Uh, yeah. All right, I'm gonna move up to uh, the next one. Are there a couple of them there? Mm-hmm. All right, cool. Yes. So I'm going to use my uh, my second attack, my extra attack. Okay. To make another swing at this guy. Nineteen. Hit. For and I'm like doing like a horizontal slash at the first one. Mm-hmm. Wait, the the you already killed one. Yeah. Oh. So at the the okay. first one that I'm attacking now. Okay. Uh a thirteen damage. So I assume I just cut this guy in half. Yep. And then as uh the um wait, is No. Yes. Uh, as the the blade is, like, going through him and over to his uh, his friend next to him, I'm going to, like, turn the blade so it's going to, like, slap him and use one of my okay. charges to attempt to stun this guy. Uh, okay. Wait. Bonus action. I haven't used my bonus action yet. No, it's when you make a basic attack, uh, you have to have it on the same enemy. I'm sorry, dude. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, well, then, action surge. Um uh, the tank is just gonna kill two more dudes. Yeah, just gonna try and kill two more dudes. Okay. Um. So, dude, live next. All right. Twenty-three to hit. Yeah. Roll twenty has not been this kind to me in years. I'm very glad that it is because this fight was designed to be just a beautiful bloodbath. Yep. So rather than uh, than turning the blade, I also just follow through and cut this other guy in half. Then. Um, All right. And then uh, you kind of you you vault over it, yeah, a la like Monster Hunter style, you know. Yep. All right. So uh then, right as another guy is like charging up, I'm gonna bring the sword up, like a like an uppercut. Okay. Um, twenty six to hit. Jeez, roll twenty. Thank you for this gift you've given me. Jeez. For seventeen damage, as I just cleave another man in twain. Yep, just, just, you're just basically coming through, like, you know, imagine cutting a lawn with a helicopter propeller. Yeah. Is basically what it is. However, buckle up. So I'm standing there just, like, covered in blood at this point, and I do the, Mm -hmm. uh, Uh, palm out and then bring the fingers in for, like, to come here. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Buckle up, buddy. As, uh, a bunch of them, you know come to, you know, hit you. What's your AC again?
1: Uh, 17.
0: Alright. Another one doesn't hit. Uh... More like you just kind of have the sword on the ground and you just raise it up while it's like still on the ground, you know? Mm -hmm. And another one comes through. This one does get a hit on you. Oh, okay. What's your HP again? Uh... 71. So much HP. I'm a fighter. Um, I know. You're going to take uh, 12 damage. Okay. And then another one's going to try to hit you. He misses. That's been three so far? Yeah. Yes. Okay. A fourth one. You're going to take 17 damage. Cut. He hits. Crits, actually. All right. Um, and he runs you right through the gut with a spear. Okay. okay. And uh, it, it hurts. I'm sure it does. And the next one, um, Yoel actually like forcefully moves you mm-hmm. and uh, pivots the other guy in the way. And the guy doesn't hurt his buddy, unfortunately, but it's enough to move the uh, guy that's running up out of the way. It's your turn. Uh, the one that ran me through with the spear? Yes. I'm going to bring the sword down upon him. Okay. Or at least attempt to. 24. Jesus, roll 20. Thank you for this gift. All right. What is the damage? 14. Okay. Um, Yoel actually pulls him in mm-hmm. closer, and you grab, like, what you do is you grab, like, the other side of your blade, and you hold it out in front of you, mm-hmm. and then she pulls him in. Okay. And just the force of her pulling him in with you just holding that there just right in half. So the blade's kind of at like a uh, like waist high level at this point? Yes. So the other guy that hit me then for my, my extra attack, I'm gonna flavor it. I'm just gonna like grab him like by mm-hmm. the head and like bring him down on the blade. Okay. Uh. 13? Yes. Yes! They have very low AC. Thank you nameless drags. Um for 15 points of damage again as I guess I just kind of like reverse guillotine this guy. Alrighty. So then, that's their turn. Um, the entire time I imagine I'm just like moving through these people, like oh, advancing you're in the middle. Up. Okay. You're in the middle of all of them at this point. And, that one misses. Next one, um, runs up, attempts to hit. Um, Yoel actually grabs him by the face and pushes him back. Natural one? He's not dead. If (laughs) if I roll a natural one, they're just straight up dead. This one does hit. Uh, You're going to take 12 damage. Okay. And then that one um, misses and uh, runs past to surround you. Uh, That being said, you do get an attack of opportunity. 15 that hits for 14 damage alrighty so I'm surrounded them uh, yeah you're pretty much surrounded at this point all right uh, I'm gonna telepathically go to yo yo you know that thing we've been working on she goes uh, which one the one where I make everybody really weak or the the icky looking one that I'm not super fan of uh, the icky looking one that you're not super fan of okay it's, I mean, it's time, right? And she smirks. Yeah, it's time. And just, like, this wave of shadow energy, like, erupts from me. Um, okay. So everybody within ten feet of me needs to make a strength saving throw. All right. And, uh, this wave of, like, shadow energy, Yoel kind of, like, melts down into the ground and mm-hmm. spreads out. And, um, have you watched Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood? Yeah, you know the arms.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: They look like that, and one saves. Five are torn asunder by a bunch of arms, just coming out of the ground and just tearing them apart. Good. Uh, so bonus action, I would like to second wind while this is happening. Like, as yes. I get, like, a moment, so I can regain some hit points. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I get ten hit points. Nice. That's gonna be the next, um, two's turn. They're doubling their efforts now, so now they're attacking in pairs. This also means that they will do double damage, but you will also be able to kill two at once. Okay. Um, uh, they miss. Next pair hits you're gonna take 27 damage I told you double damage cool. so technically it's gonna be 26 okay yeah well that puts a big old dent in me what are you at 14, 14. I was at Ooh. 40 you just did 26 hmm. all righty next pair misses last pair also misses As you are frantically, like, moving this blade in, like, every single direction in a speed that not even you thought possible. Okay. Awesome. (laughs) Um, It is your turn. All right. So, uh, first group that hit me is getting a sword slice. All right. Uh, Because I think... (laughs) Or should I just... I should arm so yell again, shouldn't I? It's up to you. Yeah, I'm going to... I'm going to have Yol do the the thing again. Um, okay. All four pairs fail. Yeah. And they are just riggedy riggedy wrecked, as the kids say. Um <clears throat> how much damage did you do by the way? Uh only four. That's enough. Oh, nice. Oh oh yeah, no, this is this is supposed to be like just an absolute bloodbath, like I said. Oh okay. yeah. So, uh, buckle up, because they're attacking in trios now. Oh, no. And also, between, like, all of these, like, mechanics, obviously, like, the mechanics, flavor-wise, you've been just hewing down people and taking hits as you go. Mm -hmm. For mechanics' sake, we're just saying, like, these are the specific hits that are mentioned. Okay. There's a ton of stuff that's still going on. Like, I have 30 that I've written down that I have going in waves. Mm -hmm. But realistically, it's probably more like 50, 60, 70 plus. Okay, cool. Okay? Yeah. All right, so you see the three of them start charging at you and like, you know, your wounds are starting to get the best of you. Yoel can't even cover up all of them and still be like able to keep you upright. So like, (laughs) you know, you're having a hard time standing on your feet. And from behind you, you just hear a... A horse? Y'all, I think I'm hallucinating. I've heard a, ho- I heard a horse. And she looks behind you and she goes, melakai that's no horse. That's a bull. And this very tall minotaur uh, wielding two blades... Oh. One made of pure light and one made of pure shadow walks forward. Huh? And he goes, and he looks like he's made of, like, you know, constellation. Yep. And he just goes, Rostov is Rostov. Malachi is Malachi. Wanna and he, he let me kill these guys. And he goes, is easy plan. Great. Finish, guys. Kill boss. And you see standing in the back. Of like this horde of enemies that are still like just running towards you Mm -hmm. um just a guy with a very wicked looking you know um axe decked out in some pretty sick armor and rostov runs towards this group of three and just cleaves through all three of them in like he does like a whirlwind spin towards them and just keeps charging forward and he yells behind him he goes Enemy not going to kill self. Hurry yep. up. Yeah. yeah. So, um, <clears throat> a couple of them get to make an attack on you, which they miss. So it is your turn. Uh, I'm going to make an attack on them. Okay. First attack, uh, 11, 12, 14. Yep. For 11 points of damage. Yeah, it. yeah, yeah, uh, and then uh, I'm gonna like do like a jumping like slice at the the next group of three. Okay, my extra attack,
1: twenty
0: two. Yep. Actually, no, 20, 25 But yeah. Okay. Uh, for sixteen points of damage, I think, cause you said four did it. Yeah, right. So I get a plus seven to my hits. So I physically, if I hit, I physically can't kill them. Yep, that was the point. All right, cool. Um, So I chop up another group and continue to advance. All right. Um, Actually, you know, small chops in between interspersed. Um, You and Rostov make your way up to this guy who seems to be, like, leading these troops as there's just a mountain of corpses behind you. And he just goes, Who... Are you? Melakai is Melakai, motherfucker. And he charges you. And he does. He does a hit on ya. Ah, uh, shit. And, uh, Connor, it's time to see if that infamous luck of yours holds out. You're at what? 26? No, 16? 14. You're at 14. Didn't you add 10? Yeah, that's after. Oh. I was at 30, I added 10 to go to 40, then you did a 26 damage hit on me, and I went down to 14. Yeah, they critted. Oh no. <laughs> As doubles. Oh no. Um, yeah. This guy, it's it's almost like your infamous luck. Take 12 damage. Oh, okay. But, given that there are no more. Uh, okay. There are no more peons, that makes it your turn. Alright. Um. I am going to swing my my sword. All right, fifteen. That'll hit him. Okay, but you do have to roll for damage this time. Yep, for eighteen points of damage as I slice into him just with a like deafening war cry bellow. Alrighty. Um, and then uh, assuming he's not dead, I'm going to like I assume it's again kind of like a monster Hunter type thing where the blade just kind of like chunks into the ground Uh uh-huh uh and then for my extra attack i'm gonna bring it up for an uppercut okay um i have a question about my new sword yes when i make the attack is uh the bonus action to attempt to stun is that part of the attack or does it replace the attack it's part of the attack okay i'm going to do that as well okay so shit uh i rolled a natural one on the attack Alright, but so uh, he needs to make a str- unless you're not gonna let me do it. Oh no, you rolled a natural one. Damn it. Sorry, buddy. Yep. Um The blade flies out of your grasp. Mm-hmm. Um you said you did an upswing. Yeah. Yeah. Um and lands past him. And Yoel just puts up her dukes behind you. <laughs> Good. And you hear something that sounds to be this, it sounds like a freight train mm-hmm. and a bull mixed together. And this so guy just, yes. And this guy is just like, you know, this guy is grinning at you. And then he just disappears from your field of view as Rostov just charges into him, um, but does not deal enough to kill him. Okay. Let him, let me. him attack me. Alright. Whoops. And you use your. Oh, you have your reaction. I'm not gonna use it. Okay. So 16. Did he I you hit? Yeah. Storm's Rebuke. There it is. All needs right. to make a dexterity saving throw or take lightning damage as he, like, as it cleaves into me. Like, mm-hmm. from the wound, just a gout of lightning comes out. Right. He does not save. So he takes 13 lightning damage from that. Hey, guess how much health he had. Was it 13? It was 12. Woo! And as you, like, feel, like, the consciousness fade away from you, all this lightning just expels Mm -hmm. from you and just just fries this guy. And as you're falling... There's a smile on my face. You fall down onto the ground. Passed out. Moments, or at least, well, you know, it feels like moments because you were unconscious. Mm-hmm. Um, you uh, are being hoisted up to your feet by a minotaur, and he looks at you, and he hands you your sword. And he goes, "Go!" and points points towards the door. Save world. I take a few steps and then I fall over because I'm still at <laughs> zero hit points. You're at <laughs> one for intents and purposes. All right. Well, then I, like, kind of limp out the door and start walking away. And he, Rostov stands, you know, arms akimbo as he lo- walks, or watches uh, you as you walk past and he goes, Is mission very good. I give him a thumbs up as I'm walking out the door. <laughs> and uh, he walks, and you don't see it, but he walks past. Or walks away from you, you know, going back, and he goes, Rostov is Rostov. And fades back into constellation, you know, into stars, and dissipates. And the doors to, uh, the temple in between close behind you, and Yoel asks you, So how do we get home? Shit. And that's the end of the episode. Thanks for listening to this episode of Experiencing Gold. I know it tend it went a little bit long. Uh, that tends to happen when you leave Connor and me alone with a story. Oh yeah. Um. Of course, if you leave me and any of those three alone with a story, it's probably going to be pretty lengthy. I would also like to thank both Kevin McLeod and Michael Gelfi, especially for. Uh, their music for this episode michael Gelfi, uh you uh got the honor of having your music as the world song which uh i'm pretty excited about um it's super fantastic and also it really fits yoel's home very well like the title and all that then of course uh kevin mcleod thank you for that dope ass fight music is the best way i would put it uh, you know, we've got links to both of their songs down there in the, uh, credits, and the, um, description. So please check them out, uh, and yeah, thank you for, for letting us use your music, guys. Anyway, though, I, uh, hope you at least enjoyed your time getting a little bit of that fun plot dropped on ya. Connor, thoughts about the plot being dropped? Uh, you're a, you're a monster. Um, I loved it. I had many theories about uh the Yol um connection and none of them were right so thank well, you there's, for there's thank you still for tearing time. that under yeah there's still um, time it's not fully because we know what happened yeah but we don't know how yeah that's true that's and true. who knows maybe one of your companions will find this out in their journeys <laughs> Find out next time on. Who's next? Is it Catmint or is it Pariah? It's Catmint next. Find out next time on Catmint's turn in the solo chair. Yeah. Thanks, guys.